Okay, can we just thank the team, all the teams from all the campuses who did this song. You are exceptional. You are exceptional. Juzzy and Katie Smith, you are exceptional. You, I have not enough words, but we will take time to honour you very soon. And we just say this morning, we love you and thank you for who you are. Amen. Amen. They are amazing. <laughs> Woo! Hey, Checky. Hey, well, welcome to all the other campuses who are yeah, watching the stream. Come on. Give them a, a, a welcome into this room this morning. Yeah. That's Peninsula, Gosford, Newcastle, Maitland, Port Stephens. Hey, Give guys. yourselves a hand this morning. Well... Please take a seat here. Please take a seat in your campus there. What an amazing song. <laughs> you said, so I'll believe. Yeah. What a great statement, hey? I uh, love that song. I think that's going to end up on high rotation at Hope <laughs> UC. Very, very excited about that. Well, it's a privilege to have all of our campuses this morning um, along, uh, str watching, streaming, participating in this service. We're in, uh, if you didn't know, Darlene and I are in Charm Haven. Um, you might be thinking you were somewhere else, but we're physically here. Um, I know Nari is unwell, so Danny's holding the fort there in Peninsula. Danny's we love you, Nari. We're praying for you. Yeah, amen, amen. And um, very special announcement today is is it's Steve Bruce's birthday. Um, uh, so we've waited all year for this day. And so we decided that we should have a special service for him. Happy birthday, Steve. Um, we'll see you at the end of the service on the video. That's going to be awesome. But, um, yes, we ha do have uh, two other families that we want to introduce to you today. Uh, very special that have joined um, the staff at Hope UC to help look after you our pastoral leaders. And that's, um, first of all, I'd like to ask Adrian and Treen Westbrook in Gosford to stand in their campus there. Yeah, um, give them a hand. Yeah, let's give them a hand. And you may or may not know that last name, very popular name, Westbrook um, in Christian circles. Well, they are the son and daughter-in-law of Morris and Sue who are well-loved here in our Charmhaven campus, and they are, I know that, are so uh, pumped to have their grandkids, not you, Adrian or Trine, but their grandkids <laughs> in the country. But they've moved from Norway. Um, they're going to help um, work besides uh, Slim, uh, Pastor Paul, I should say, um, in our Gosford campus, looking after the families there. Um, and they've got great kids, Ezekiel, Nathaniel and Ella and so make sure you bring them into your hearts um, in that campus and I'm sure that you'll eventually see them across all of our campuses one way or another um, um, but they just make it easy for them um, they can yeah. speak Norwegian they can speak English and I'm sure they can speak many other languages um, uh, test them out Ask them some special words in Norwegian that they can give to you that you might be quite surprised about that is appropriate in Norway, which is probably not appropriate in Australia. But let, I'll let you have that experience for yourself. Um, as well as the Westbrooks, Adrian and Treem, 
and their kids, um, Ben and Sharon, um, here in Lasseter, uh, Lasseter in uh, Charmhaven. Ben, where are you? Oh, there you are. Stand up, please. Um, Ben is joining the pastoral team here at Charmhaven, working aside, uh, Leanne, and we're glad to have you. They've moved, actually, a long way from Newcastle to <laughs> Charmhaven. Um, yeah, a long way. And um, thank you, Chris and Beth, for releasing them yeah. out of Newcastle so that they can be here, loving on the team and the people here in this campus, alongside their kids, Ellie, Emily and Samuel. Um, again... Open your hearts, yeah, um, open your homes to them, invite them for dinner, um, get to know them. They're going to be a huge blessing in this campus. Well, yes. we've got some things <laughs> to tell you, um, good things, good things. And the first of all, I'm going to ask Darlene to share. Um, I'll just start briefly. Yeah. yeah, just start briefly with, um, you know, with our um, vision statement for Hope You See and, you know, we're always trying to fine-tune everything that we do, everything that we say, um, especially so that our community at large, you know, where they're asking questions about the church and who is the church and why the church, that we're not some mystery to be solved, but they can find us easily and see it easily what we're all about. And so we've been working on this with our team and We've just come up with this really simple thing and you'll see it a lot in the future. And um, I think, Luke, you said you've got it for this service up on the screens for all of our campuses, I think. And it literally is this, follow Jesus, right? Follow Jesus, your tomorrow, greater than, you know, we use the greater than symbol today. Your tomorrow will be greater than today. I want to um, put weight on the two front words, follow Jesus. Say it with me, follow Jesus. We're not asking people to follow us or follow Hope You See. We're saying follow Jesus and your tomorrow will be greater than today. How can I say that confidently? Because the scriptures tell us over and over again, that no matter what we are facing, we have hope who is a person and his name is Jesus. And even if your experience here on earth is not what you imagined, the other hope we have is that, thank God, this earth is not our final destination. This, my hope is in the God of eternity. And, and so we can confidently stand and say, um, where is it again? Put it up, put it up. We can confidently stand and say your tomorrow will be greater than today. Whether you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, right? How can we be confident when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death? Well, do you know what? The only way there can be a shadow is because the sun is still shining. The sun, the son of God is still shining. He is always with us. Your tomorrow will be greater than today. Talking to our beautiful Sharon in this campus, you know, she last Tuesday went through chemo and Tuesday night she's on our sister's leadership Zoom and she's speaking life into to all of us and I'm like your tomorrow will be greater than today living proof living proof and I want you to remember that every time you see it uh, every time our community see it it's like 
It'll bring them hope. It's like it'll, we're praying it'll put breath in their lungs. Follow Jesus. My tomorrow will be greater than today. So we want to start this morning by reminding you of that, why we've said it, what it means, so you can have it confidently um, resting in your spirit as part of Hope UC family. Amen? And Mark's going to just explain a bit more of that greater than. Yeah. So greater than. What an interesting thought, hey? <laughs> greater than. Greater than fear. Greater than loss. Greater than where you are. That our future can be greater than that. You might be thinking, well, I'm in pain. I'm in suffering. Yes, I believe for a greater than. You might be at the top of the hill doing your best life ever. Well, I can tell you that if you follow Jesus, it can actually get better than your best experience. See, one aspect of of growing and maturing as a disciple of Christ means that we are committed to responding to God's wonderful generosity towards us. Yeah. I mean, Brad beautifully spoke about God's grace while we shared around communion this morning. Well, again, this is what we're talking about. So if we are to fully understand God's grace, God's generosity to us, then we must ask the very next question, What is our response then about aligning to God's grace, God's generosity? What's our priorities? Are they lining up with God's priorities? Is our heart lining up with God's heart? See, again, as a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, becoming a disciple, maturing in your faith, we must ask ourselves these questions about how do I respond to God's generosity or am I willing then to let go of my life and do things God's way? Am I comfortable in letting go or is that always a wrestle? Is that a struggle? Is it a fight every day, every month, every year? How do we grow in this generosity as part of our individual spirituality and as not only individually, but of course, how do we then grow in our generosity as a faith community here at Hope? You see, no matter which campus that you're at, as the body of Christ. You see, the disciples in the book of Acts understood the power of a generous community and what it means to grow together in discipleship, Acts chapter 2, verses 44 to 47. Hopefully you've got your Bible there. Get your pens out. We're going to ask you to take some notes this morning and to really, I suppose, help uh, transfer what, we're, what we believe God's spoken to us about into your life, your home, your family, your life group, your campus. So let me read this scripture together, Acts chapter 2. It says that all the believers met together in one place. Wasn't it amazing this morning to actually be together, masks on, singing, dancing, leaping, praising the Lord. I saw some of you dancing. You were radical. You were just going for it. Radical. 
But together, I mean, I just love hearing your voices sing. I love being where I can, being together, and you, and you can sense God's presence in the room as we're singing those songs. I believe because you said. So all the believers met together in one place. They shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions, shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. When we consider all that God has done for us, then I believe there's not only an opportunity, but I believe also a responsibility, actually, to live a life that is greater than. See, being together, it's greater than being alone. Who would agree with that these last couple of years? Please don't mention that lockdown word one more time. Generosity, I believe, is greater than storing things up. Thriving is greater than just surviving. I mean, your kids, your grandkids, for yourselves, the last thing that you'd want to prophesy over them is have a great life and please survive. No, we want to speak other words over our families. We want to say, I believe that God's, that you're going to thrive on this planet. But to do that, we need to have a greater than spirit in us. Consider what we are a part of here today. I mean, the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 1, the message translation says, the church you see is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body, which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. So today, just for a few short minutes, I've got points for you. I'm here, there's heart of hope. If you get your phone out, even if you don't have a pen and paper, and I've got, I, I just really believe that I, I've got great thoughts for you today that's four keys to a greater than life. My first point, if you're ready. You ready? You ready there in, uh, um, in those other locations? I, I believe that to have a greater than life, we must live with an attitude of we is greater than me. We is greater than me. So if you want to go somewhere quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, yeah. then let's go together. Yeah. I mean, we can all think of times when something was easier or something was more successful when we worked with other people yeah. rather than going on our own. Have you tried to do jobs around your house and you would just say, I just wish I had another set of pair of hands. We is greater than me. Aristotle, the famous philosopher, he actually says it this way. He says, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. 
I mean, Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 18, he said, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. We is greater than me. I mean, it's just not about combining resources. I believe there's something special that happens when we work together. I mean, in the first Pentecost, the very first Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit um, lands on that bunch of people. They call it the upper room. For us who pilgrims, who've been on the Israeli journey, we have, and I can see fellow pilgrims down here, um, we, we, we went to that upper room. The Holy Spirit came upon people in that room. He inspired people. He unified people. He gave people vision. The Apostle Paul, in that moment, once the Holy Spirit came in that room, he quotes the prophet Joel and he says, he says, quotes Joel and he says, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all all people. All people. Oh no, I think probably he should have said the special people. I think maybe that's the way we default. We may not say those words in our head, but that's how we live. See, Peter was saying, no, the Holy Spirit come upon all people. Not the people who just hold a microphone or walk up these three stairs. Not the people who wear fancy robes and do all sorts of things, smells and bells. They're not just the special people. The Holy Spirit came upon all people. As a result, there was a mighty windstorm. I mean, just think about that. In a room where they were hanging out together, a mighty windstorm came into that room. Imagine right here, no matter which location that you're involved, imagine if the door flung open and a mighty windstorm come around. Imagine then seeing flames on the top of people's heads. Imagine then hearing and understanding that all sorts of people were speaking in other languages, speaking in tongues. The observation by the community of that moment, the Bible records... It says it looked like the people were drunk. That's how the scripture reads. I'm not making this up. You can read it for yourself. Acts chapter 2 in your own time, not on my time. I think that moment should tell us something about the vision of hope you see. Unless people think that we are drunk then the greater than dream is not big enough if we just look like vanilla strategy normal like everybody else where's the holy spirit where's the windstorm where's the flames coming out of our head Where's the speaking in other languages, going across all sorts of cultures and having some uh, uh, supernatural power coming out of the inside of us? Would people say to you, oh yes, they're just the most beautiful, normal people? 
Would you rather have some other um, description about who you are? If your neighbor said, those people are crazy. They're unusual. They do weird things. They leave the house at 7 o'clock in the morning on Sundays. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Uh, my, My desire for our church is that we, in our communities, no matter which location we're in, that we are outrageous in our dreams and our visions. That we believe God, that he will do mighty things through us and around us and in us. I mean, that our lives, they would be greater than our best aspirations. That our mission endeavours would be greater than what we could ever hope or dream. And that our legacy, imagine that, that for the generations to come, it was greater than what we could ever have thought about, seen in the past, and actually describe about the future. So, that was my first point. We is greater than... No, you you, you got to participate. Come on, guys. We is greater than me. Uh, My second point is investment is greater than a quick fix. If we build on a solid foundation, instead of going always for the quick fix, it's a key for leading a greater than life. Then we'll be able to withstand also all the trials that come our way. And we'll be able to build something that outlasts us all. We'll be able to create a legacy for future, that future generations will rise up, the Bible says, and call us blessed. I'm trying to help you earn a good reputation here. Where other people will call you blessed. Well, again, investment is greater than a quick fix. See, every day we're all faced with decisions between a quick fix and an investment. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, he says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. It's like a person who builds a house on solid rock. What about, what investment are you willing to make in the relationships around your life? Or are you always just looking for a quick fix? See, investment takes time. What about investing in reading and studying God's Word? It takes time. What about in the aspects of your life that you're trying to build? Are you willing to invest or you're always looking for a quick fix? It's never too late to invest, by the way. It's never too late to invest, by the way. It's never too late to invest, by the way. You might be thinking, oh, well, the best time, the best season has passed. Uh, I I used to be able to have the energy or whatever, but I'm just saying to you, God's miraculous power doesn't revolve around what you've got apart from your ability 
to surrender to his power. That's right. So good. It's never too late to invest. You see, shortcuts always end up costing you more in the end. And everybody knows it. So why don't we take on an attitude to build a greater than life where you would say, I'm an investor, I'm not a fixer. Number three, how to build a greater than life? Well, abundance is greater than comfort. Hopefully, as a fully devoted disciple of Jesus Christ, you recognize, you learn, and you understand that the gifts you have are all from God. At that point where you can tip into that understanding, which is a a, a supernatural understanding, then when you give, when you are generous, then you're giving out of God's abundance, not what you built. But you start, um, see, when we start to focus on, on, on trying to keep ourselves comfortable or when we try to hold on to stuff, we start to worry about what this is going to cost me. Rather than actually saying, oh, God's given me gifts, time, opportunity. Well, I can give all out of that because I know that he can bring it all back into my life. See, it's a common experience to fear discomfort or to fear that there won't be enough to keep us comfortable as we would like to be. I mean, the the mantra of this worldly life is to work 30, 40, 50 years and build enough stuff so that you can actually live on in your retirement, which basically under that uh, mantra, what you're saying is uh, it's through all of my own effort and my own doing that I'll be able to live this other life at the other side, which is your taking complete control of your destiny rather than saying, God, what do you want me to do? I'm not saying don't be sensible because we just talked about investing rather than quick fix. What I'm talking about is comfort. The desire to make and keep ourselves comfortable. It often leads on the path of least resistance, which is not always the best outcome for you. I've said and I've preached it many times, comfort is not your friend. I just think this year, one of the great strategies that I'm asking people to consider, not tell, not do, but I'm asking you to consider this, is why don't you pick up, pick on just one person? So you're already thinking, bullying, harassment, and all these things. I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying, why don't you pick on one person? Pick on one person to help them succeed in life. Why don't you are willing to surrender an opportunity that you would like that may come your way and actually say, I've always desired this opportunity. Well, I'm going to pass that on to the person that I'm picking on. I'm going to help them. Look, let me give you that example a different way. Maybe someone that you know would like to study. So why don't you pick on that person and say, hey, on the night that you need to study, 
I'll look after your kids for you. Or maybe for that individual who still wants to do a study, you go, hey, let me go and do some housework so that that releases you to go and do the study. Maybe in your heart's desire, you go, I'd love to study. But why don't you pick on a person and help them succeed? See, that idea of helping somebody else, what you're doing is, I believe, is you're saying God is big enough to bring another opportunity my way. By holding that opportunity, by not passing that on, by not picking on someone else, what you're saying, this is as good as it gets. But to live a greater than life, I believe that there's abundance in God's economy, which means you can comfortably Give away opportunity, even though they may actually really be things that you have desired personally. And you have to hold the first one and then go, well, God, I'll give the second one away. (laughs) Do you understand the principle of tithing? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about opportunities, about how to give them away. And I believe that God will bring more into your life. So... We know comfort is not our friend. Imagine what it would look like as a church faith community if all of us were picking on somebody else and passing on the good things that we would desire for ourselves. Imagine what that would look like. I reckon that that's what Acts chapter 2 was describing. So my last point. You look like you're still thinking about that. (laughs) Is possibility is greater than status quo. What a great band that was. (laughs) Probably some of you might have even burnt those vinyl albums back in the day. But I'm not talking about the band, obviously. Whether we like it or not, the way things are is what ends up tending to be the status quo. Status quo refers to um, the way things are rather than the way they should be or the way that they could be. Whether we like it or not, we all fundamentally resist change at different seasons for different reasons. Whether it's a fear of the unknown or... Sadly, for some people, they just can't imagine how things could be different. They are accepting the way things are. See, the status quo is not necessarily a bad thing, but it can blind you to new possibilities. You're so locked in the way things are that you just can't even imagine what that new thing might be. Jesus said in John chapter 14, he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. See, following Jesus by his own statements, we have the power to discover endless unlimited possibilities. See, the last few years, 
The status quo has been lockdowns, isolation, fear, rules, badgering, all sorts of things that have gone on. Fear of the economy collapsing. Even to some degree, the, the fear of dying has been on the front page of the newspaper. Come on, church. Greater than. Let's be a community of people where our thinking and our speaking is much more about the possibilities about what the status quo is. Let's stop spending time and energy talking about what all the negative potential outcomes may be rather than speaking about all the potential positive outcomes that things could be. I'd much rather live in that environment worrying about all the conspiracies about what might happen rather than what could happen. Let's be a church where we're a bunch of people where someone walks in the front door and we say to them, your tomorrow will be greater than today simply by following Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's, I'm going to hand to Darlene, just my closing last sentence. Let's be people who subscribe to a greater than life. Greater than. We is greater than me. Possibilities are greater than the status quo. Abundance is greater than comfort. Amen? Thank you. So good. So good. We always have a word for the year. And I had a few thoughts floating around in my vivid imagination. Um, You know, and I was thinking of some beautiful, poetic... You know, for me, as I guess as a writer, and every time I sense a spiritual nudging, it kind of comes out a little bit more poetic. And then Mark says to me, I feel like this year our word is, it's a four-letter word. And the word, don't be nervous, and the word is boom. I'm like, really? My poetic heart went, I'm not a rapper. It sounds like a rap, rap word. I was taken aback. But actually, Mark started to unpack. He said, do you know, the end of last year, he said, I heard this word bandied around in um, secular terms, bandied around the economy, bandied around strategic shifts that people were talking about especially about our nation. And then Mark says to me, but no, I felt in my spirit, no, this is a kingdom word. This is a kingdom word. And we're taking it back. Boom. And all of a sudden, I'm always a little bit slow in our household to come along the train. And all of a sudden, I sensed it. I sensed the spirit of the kingdom of God on this word for not just our church, but for the kingdom of God, but I felt it for Hope You See. 
these, this word was like instant. When it finally hit my spirit, it made sense. And then he said, there's four words, blessing, opportunity, outpouring, and miracles. I'll say it again, blessing, opportunity, outpouring, and miracles. And can we say this morning, we want to declare this over you all today. The blessing and the favour of God. That you will begin to see this blessing, blessing, boom, blessing. You'll begin to see by faith in the promise of God over your life. Which is yes and amen. It's not a one day when, if, question mark, if you're a good person, the blessing of God and His Word is the final word. And it's yes and amen over your life. His blessing is our inheritance. I want you to think greater than in terms of finance, although we speak it over your life. But I don't want it to be limited to that. There are so many blessings recorded in the Word of God for the people of God. Psalm 37, those who are generous and then freely their children will be blessed. So I'm going to be generous and lend freely because I believe my children will be blessed. That's what the Word of God tells me to do. Luke 11, even more blessed are all who hear the Word of God and put it into practice. Amen? It means don't just be hearers of the Word, be doers of the Word. Luke 14, help the unfortunate. You'll be blessed. They can't repay you. It's just so beautiful. You'll be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Proverbs 10, the blessing of the Lord does bring wealth and adds no sorrow with it, no trouble to it. Exodus 23, I love this. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing, listen to this, will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. I mean, this is stunning, the promise of the Word of God. And then last week as a church, you know, we were reading through the Beatitudes. And I, I was moved again because the Beatitudes starts by saying, Blessed, blessed, blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. And it's saying to us, it doesn't matter what season of life you are in, the blessing of God still remains as the anchor that holds you through your life. And even when it doesn't feel in the moment like blessing, that blessing is our inheritance and it comes in so many ways. We see the fingerprints of God. The fingerprints of his blessing, even when we're going through the toughest of times. As I stood with my friend Sheena this morning, and she's praying that in her season, that she's going to be a great blessing wherever her feet tread. That is, it's like the fingerprints of God are all over her life. But then it even gets greater, like in the Beatitudes, the purpose of the blessing is like comes into full view. When it says in Matthew 5, you are the salt of the earth. 
If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything. You're the salt of the earth. And then it says, you're the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. It says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. So when we declare blessing, that first B of boom, it's for your good and it's for his glory. Say it together. It's for my good and it's for his glory. Amen. We are salt and light. It's the purpose of the blessing in every season, blessed with every spiritual blessing. And the word, the three words Mark said to me over this boom, every time you hear it in the news now, you'll be like, that's a God word. The three words he said to me is this, are you ready? Do you know, he hasn't said those three words to me, not about getting ready for church, thank you, but are you ready? The last time he said that to me in this context was when we moved to the Central Coast. It had such a big weightiness to the moment and I sensed the same weightiness to the moment for Hope You See. We're not going anywhere. It's not about that. There's a weightiness to the moment. Are you ready? Blessing. Blessing. Second one, opportunities. Colossians 4 says, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be full of grace, seasoned with salt, back to blessing, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Do you know when we talk about opportunities, and Mark talked about it so beautifully this morning, well, when we talk about it, you know, the word that I sense in my spirit in relation to it is that word prepare. Prepare. You know, there are always opportunities around us. And our job is to be prepared, not wishing for what's out there, but being good stewards of what God has placed in our hands today. What about King David? His mandate was to be king, but he wasn't prepared to be king in a bing, you're king. He was prepared in the harsh seasons, in the unseen seasons, in the battles with giants and bears. He was, his muscles were built in the small seasons. And then he was readied for what he was anointed for all along. But God is not a magician. He's a builder. He's a builder of lives. And most people want opportunities, but when the opportunity presents itself, we're not ready. Or we don't want the season of preparation. And then we start criticising those who have the opportunity. Oh, it's always easy for them. No, it's not. I just guarantee they've done really well with the giants and the bears. Let this morning stir your faith. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Stir your faith, prepare your heart, ready your hands. Stir your faith, prepare your heart, ready your hands. Confident hope. Confident hope. Amen? Opportunities. Third O is this, outpouring. 
outpouring. You know, Mark's been reading from the book of Acts this morning and, you know, if you ever need a a breath from heaven in your life, just sit down with the book of Acts. You know, our passion is to see the Holy Spirit grip us, all of us, not just a few, all of us in ways we've dreamed of and prayed for. You know, one of our values as a church is His presence is our passion. Do you know without it, who are we? We're a club. Sing a few songs, hear a good little motivational speech, and out we go. His presence is our defining feature. We are still living in the power of that Acts moment, this outpouring, and it's continual. It's a continual outpouring. That's why we say, be in the Word, open your heart to His Spirit. And be ready for him to work and move in your life. Are you ready? Are you ready? You know the scriptures. Mark's read them this morning. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses. See, every time God encounters us, Every time there is blessing, every time there is opportunity, every time there is outpouring, it's all to be his witnesses. It's not just for us to intake and get fat on the riches. It's for us to be witnesses, salt and light. Are you ready? The last one, M, who knows what it is? (laughs) I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. We're believing for miracles everywhere. You know, we've seen some amazing miracles throughout this crazy season of disruption where what the enemy meant for evil, God has been turning around for good. Even in dire situations, we've seen the evidence of the fingerprints of God as he leads and guides our lives. But I've got to tell you, we're believing for more. Anyone believing for more? Greater than, greater than. We're believing for supernatural provision. We're believing for salvation. Come on, salvation for friends and families, the community we live in, radical miracles of health and healing, miracle opportunities, miracle favour, miracles in families, miracles in our church, miracles in ownership and taking territory, miracles for each one of you being in the right place at the right time, miracles in mission. And what God is working through in our hearts, through Hope Local and Hope Global, 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 and you'll hear more about that today and more about that tonight. We're going to unpack it a bit more tonight. Hope Local and Hope Global, boom, blessing, opportunity, outpouring, miracles. Can we say to you today, like, there is so much fire in us for the future you know, if, if you want to be part of a comfortable church, this may not be the place for you. We don't want it to be comfortable. We want it to be energizing you in the spirit. We want it to be fine-tuning you for what God has for your life. There is fire in us for the future, but I've got to say, 
There is fire in us for today. We see it. Hope you see a house, a home of prayer, of worship. You know, when Mark's today talking about holding things in, the greatest thing you can do to be anti that in your life is to get your stance of worship where your hands must be open. We don't worship like this. We worship like this. A house, a home where all can come. And I'm going to boldly say and not be judged, but rather be loved to life through the people of God who have experienced mercy and now know how to share mercy. A house, a home where tables are central and fellowship, kinship, a community. It's knitted into the fabric of our DNA. A house, a home where discipleship and spiritual growth is not a program we do on the side, but it's part of who we are, being transformed by God's power. Where young and old have a place to share their lives. As we grow together in the grace and power of God, I need you and you need me. That's the family of God. A house, a home where our daily lives are missional. And miracles are the stones on which we prayerfully walk. A house, a home of no limits greater than. A house, a home of hope. I need to be in an environment of hope. I don't know about you. I don't need to be in an environment of fact. I want to be in an environment of hope, of truth, of family, of possibility. In Jesus' name, boom. Say it with me, boom. You'll get it. You'll get it. And every time you hear it, stand still and go, lift up your hands. Blessing, opportunity, outpouring, miracles. Every time you hear it, in Jesus' name. So that's our word. It's your word. You know, time has gotten away from us this morning and we'll share more tonight, but, you know, we had a special 5.30 service and we don't do that, you know, all the time. We've got food for the kids. We're saying to the kids, come in your jammies. We'll feed them, put them in the car, take them home, pop them to bed. You'll be fine. Everyone will survive. But I will say this. There's a lot going on in the background of church life here. Really good things. We have an instrumental album coming at Easter called Come Up Here and we've, we've crafted it as an accompaniment to prayer. And, and it's beautiful. And I'm believing that it will call us to a deeper place. It's, you know, sometimes when nothing else suffices, the music of worship will take you by the hand and draw you in. That's what this is about. We are also working very hard on the Can We Pray For You campaign. And why I say that is that lots of other churches are doing it as well this year. You will see it plastered on the back of buses. You will see it over the freeway. Can we pray for you? You will see it out the front of other churches. And rather than go, that's our church's thing. I want you to go, Jesus, 
Let this be a, be a moment when people go, oh, I need God, I've run out of options. Somebody, can you pray for me? That's what it's all about. It's an evangelical tool. And we are so excited. And we'll keep you in the loop. It's, you know, it's going to be so good. Um, Sisters is relaunching this week and we're going back into the auditoriums and we are busting out young and old, kids, babies screaming, I want all of it. And we're going to learn the word of God together and we're going to re-energise the women of Hope You See. And, and I've got it in my spirit. And this, this term, we're talking about friendship. And the, yeah, it's going to be great. You know, we're working hard at progress on all of our buildings. And we are asking for those who know how to intercede and get on your knees in prayer, can you pray with us for our Gosford building? There is something in Gosford that resists the church taking ground. And I want you to pray with us that that thing is released in Jesus' name. We have some seed money for it. We are ready to go. We need a release in Jesus' name. All right, pray with us. Meals of Hope continues to bring relief and blessing to just hundreds of families every month. People in our community who don't know us at all with cancer, they can still access any meal. There's free food, people coming into our campuses during the week just coming in because the sign says free food and they don't know where else to go and we provide not just food, we provide friendship, community. We'll continue to press into that space. We, Mark and I really believe that God is going to use it in a, in a way that we can't even imagine. Our young adults, we're grabbing hold of the young adults this year. Pray with us again. And there's a retreat for our young adults coming up in the winter months but we believe that the enemy has had his way long enough and we are standing with our young adults and we just are believing the Holy Spirit is breathing life into our young adults in Jesus' name. And so just keep watching. There's lots of things we can tell you and more tonight, but we just wanted to stand together, Mark and I, and declare that word boom and let it rest in your spirit and, and let it, kind of ruin you in all the best possible ways in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Shecky, why don't you pray for us? Why don't you stand, including the campuses that are with us online. Um, I'm going to pray and then we're going to, I've got a couple of videos that we want to show you, just short videos um, regarding our mission endeavours. Our good friend, Pastor Scott Norling, telling us about what's happening uh, in Hope Global. But I just want to pray over you for this sense of this year. That um, just again, that this message that we believe that God has spoken to us about, that it will be transferred from from deep within us to, to you today. That this will become your journey this year together, obviously with all of us in all the different locations that we are. Holy Spirit, We've spoken your word today. We've spoken blessing and opportunity and outpouring and miracles over all of these people. Today as they stand, as their hands are raised to accept all that you have for them. Father, we again expect greater than all the years that have gone in the past. 
all the pain and the injury and the bruising that's gone along the way, Lord, we declare again this next season, blessing, opportunity, uh, Holy Spirit, your spirit will be outpoured on us and miracles. Father, miracles in people's bodies, miracles in their relationships, miracles in, in opportunities in their business, Father, in, in their studies, in the journeys, the, the houses, uh, families will be literally transformed. But as you, I, I, I declare that as you write things down, as you write things down and say these are undone, but I'm declaring boom over those things. That again, this December, as you reflect and go, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that again, you'll remember this day. You'll remember this day where, again, you declared, you accepted, you received from the Holy Spirit. Blessing, opportunities, out pouring miracles Lord by your power not by our effort not by our works Lord but let us point to those things and say that is a miracle that would not have happened any other way let it be greater than that our tomorrow will be greater than our today we declare it in your strong and your powerful name Jesus by your power. And everyone here, everyone online said, Amen, Amen, Amen. God bless your church. Please grab a seat and we'll watch these videos together. Amen.